Welcome to another episode of Navigating Mindfulness. I'm your co-host, Lisa McHale from Toronto, Canada, and this is my lovely co-host, Cheryl Sutherland from Niagara Falls, Canada. What up? Does- <laughs> We've been having a lot of fun just catching up and talking, and today we have decided to talk about when do you know it's time to move on from a particular service or offering or your whole entire business? Um, I don't even know where it came from. You kind of just mentioned that you were transitioning part of your business model. So loop um, us in girl, loop us in. uh, Okay. So basically, um, y'all know I have this line of affirmation filled goods, right? And then as a result of continuing to build the business, additional products and services have appeared that I've been able to support other people with. So that included doing more workshops, doing some more speaking, and then of course doing consulting. I'm really great at consulting, doing business strategy. And I think one of the biggest reasons why is I'm able to see that end result that people want and just like allow, like really visualize it. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be in marketing and advertising because I'm like, oh yeah, I could see the whole thing. Anyway, so I noticed as of late, whenever I would do consulting sessions with people that, you know, it didn't give me the same sort of brightness. It didn't give me the same sort of excitement. It didn't feel as challenging. It didn't feel as like satisfying, I think is the best thing. And of course, even though I know that I'm doing a really great job and I love the people that I'm working with, um, that I, I feel like it's something that just doesn't give me the tingles in the same way anymore. And so I'm still going to be offering some strategy sessions and some like consulting work, but I'm not taking any new clients and I'm just kind of turning that down. And so that kind of sparked this delicious conversation of like, when do you know when to move on? When do you know when to shift like your products and services? When do you know um, when you should continue your evolution of yourself and or your business. Oftentimes this happens and you're just leaving your business altogether and starting something brand new and brand new adventure. Sometimes it's just things that have to pivot and shift and change depending on what you're in love with and also depending on what serves your clientele the best. Um, So with that, like, let's get into when to move on. I feel like there's a song about this somehow or something that we should just like play. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's like a soundtrack of some sort moving on. Um, (laughs) So in my mind, there's a few categories of people. There's like the people who are, they start up a business and they don't want to put in the time or the effort like they don't want to. It's not like something is stopping them. They legit just don't want to. And they do fold it. Like you said, oftentimes it's like they just shut it down. And then there are other people who have started something, worked at it, and then realize it doesn't give them the same amount of sparkle, like what you're talking about. And they'll pivot, right? They'll say, well, like in your case, you actually have goods and you have other services that you offer. You're just deciding to, I'm going to say, shut down or no longer offer to new people this one leg of your business or like in QuickBooks, I would say like a line item, right? Like you're just going to X that line item for right now. And then there are people who like they're uncertain about when to, and I'm going to air quotes, call it quits, but it's like really just moving on from what is not working for them or is no longer making them sparkle. Um, 
the other thing that sort of comes to mind as we're talking there, Cheryl, is like, what if it's like that just one thing that they have to break through to get the win, right? So the question is, how, how do you know when? I feel like it's something that's a deeply personal thing with everybody, right? Like when it comes to taking a look at your products and services, again, taking a look at, is this working? Like, is this actually selling? Is this something that I'm willing to put in more effort to sell? Is this something that is actually helping people? And then also, if you're thinking about folding or like wrapping it up, um, taking a look at the reason why. Am I doing it because it's just like, I don't believe in myself or I'm afraid of something or, um, or it's like, no matter what you do or what angle you're trying it at, like, it's just not working. Or is it just that, like you feel at peace with it, at peace with it being done. Like there's definitely line items or like products that get discontinued every single day. And it doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's only what we attach to it. So even for myself within the brand, there's been uh, products that I've been terribly attached to that I've chosen to discontinue, Um, whether it's like a notebook or whether it's like pencils or even some of the, um, oldest stuff like after I'm done selling the sticky notes I'm not going to reorder them again because it's it allowed me to start the business and being a stepping stone in the business however it it doesn't have to necessarily be the end all be all it's time to move on it's time to move on and I feel like that's one of the reasons that a lot of people get stuck in things is they feel obligated for some reason or attach extra emotions to things that actually don't make any sense. Um, I know a plethora of people that are in friendships or relationships that absolutely do not serve them. And they're like, well, I have to be friends with them. Like we've been friends together since we were in high school, or I have to stay in this relationship. Like we have kids and it doesn't make sense. Um, it's not good for the health of your business. It's not good for the health of your relationship. It's not good for you. So that's when you know it's it's time to mosey on to greener pastures. <laughs> well, I can definitely speak to almost all of those things. <laughs> um, so um, I'm a single mom, really. Like I, I felt like I didn't have a choice. However, I know I exercise a choice, right? Um, so being really clear about where your values or your boundaries or what's serving you or what's not serving you is super, super, super important. Um, I, I do, a friend comes to mind who has, you know, tried to start um, a business. It's maybe been a year or two now um, and not necessarily gaining traction. And so I love what you said about, you know, is it just time to fold? Is it time to... Um, really examine why it's not working or, you know, is this what you really want? Like that question of like desire, what is your true desire? It could be helping people. However, it could look a very many different ways. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about just my experience transitioning from ELAs to DWC and, and now to Dot .fusion. Um, I love ELEAs. I love the service that it offers. I love that it employs a bunch of people and it has been like a transitional home for a lot of folks who are, you know, getting into the market space over the last, you know, however long now, right? Um, 
at some point though, I just got really clear. I no longer wanted to be the person doing the work or leading that and, and really stepping aside to give somebody else the opportunity to learn and grow. And that was a really, really beautiful experience. Like just coming to that realization and sort of like handing the torch off and, you know, now another person is creating like their best life ever and creating their own team and doing really, really well with it. Um, and the same thing is now happening with Delegate Wisely Consulting, like with the CRM and, um, and just now I'm able to go out and do other things. And I can say with certainty, like what you're saying is true. You know, it's time to move on um, when it's no longer providing you with the same like joy and whatever. The relationships are still intact, like you said. Um, and I still, you know, do reach out to people in, in those spaces every so often. I'm just not physically the one that's sitting there all day, every day doing the stuff. Um, so that's one part we didn't really touch on. Like, when do you know it's, it's time to transition, yet the entity still lives? So does anything uh, resonate with you on that? Is that something that you have a plan for? Maybe like succession um, is the other end of just folding or quitting is like, actually having a plan to to transition for somebody else to run the entity. Yeah. So I feel like that comes in alignment with delegation, right? Like I remember when I first started my business, I love doing everything. I love doing the graphic design work. I love creating, uh, I don't really love it. Like, but I felt like I enjoyed it. And then it was very quickly that I stopped enjoying doing email newsletters and doing Instagram feeds and all this other stuff. And then eventually it's like, oh, I love being able to learn this. I love teaching myself Photoshop. I love teaching myself how to use all these different, um, different platforms and different processes and different um, softwares. And then it was like, okay, I feel, I've started to feel a lot of resistance around it because realistically it was not the best way that I could use my time where I was doing more busy work versus doing more strategic targeted work. Um, when I first started the business, yeah, I could work 16 hour days. That was fine. Done life. Right. And then eventually it was just like, okay, like, do I really need to do X, Y, and Z? Like, I don't need to do that. And so as things are going, I had to create space for not only somebody else to support me. However, I also had to believe that there was other things that I could do and that it was okay for me to let go of those things. I am a very strong believer that personal growth is one of the key parts of building a business, that a business is there to teach you so, so much. And as you evolve, then your business evolves and vice versa. So sometimes your business will only be in existence to teach you that you can create something that you really wanted to create. Um, there's so many stories of people that start their first business and they fold and then they start their next business and it folds and they start their next business and it's like a ridiculous success. But that's because they had the learnings from the first two. If they had gotten the idea for the, the last one, they wouldn't have the wherewithal or the knowledge or like the insights to be able to make it as successful as it is. And therefore I say that when it's time to transition and evolve and then switch to the next thing, really understanding that it's natural. It's like growing pains. It's like how a person, you know, you, your soul is in this body and your body changes from the time that you were, you know, nine months old to 20 years old to 45 years old. Like there's all these things happening. And um, in each 
area of those, like in each life segment, there's different learnings and different experiences that I know looking back, some people would be like, yeah, when I was younger, I wanted to say 25 forever. But if I did, then I would never have learned X, Y, and Z. So allowing you to grow with your business or even let your business grow you is so, so important. And then helps you go ahead and do more things. Even if there's so many people that'll start a business or get into business and then they'll realize, you know what? I'm not made for this. I don't want this. It helps you just realize more about what you want. The, the only thing is where it gets tricky is that when people attach again, too much to it, like they make, they make doing the business or changing the business or adjusting things or dropping things mean more than it does. Where if we just took it as it is and didn't get emotional about it, there's a reason that people are able to start new businesses, start new uh, products and services. But if they had stayed attached to something staying the way that it was, there was no way that it was going to blossom into something else. I second all of that. Yeah, I'm sure that, um, did you ever try to start anything before Please Notes? Like, um, not as like a real business. I think like I, I've done um, <clears throat> network marketing a couple of right. different times, like three or four times. And yeah, it was funny. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, mm, and then you're like, not a real business. I'm like, ah, they're, they technically are real businesses. Just, you know what I mean? Like they still transact, but it's a different type of mar- like, yeah. And thank you yeah. for correcting me because it is real businesses. It's a real business. However, um, no, I was thinking the same thing. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm not really correcting you. It's just, it's not to disrespect anyone who is in multi-level marketing. And I know you weren't saying the other, that either. It's just, it's different when you're walking into, let's say this, a turnkey business versus starting something else, something brand new on your own. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, that makes sense. Like definitely okay. somebody that's doing like a franchise or an MLM or like any right. of those things, right? Right. Turnkey's a nicer. <laughs> No, because I remember one of my friends from high school, um, she went into a turnkey business, did really, really well, became, you know, like a regional something or other. Um, And she was like, yeah, there's no way I would have been able to do it from scratch. Like, and that was her word, actually. So kudos. Um, So yeah, you've tried those type of businesses and it didn't work out. However, you, you must have liked something about it for you to continue down that road. Uh, <laughs> I liked peer pressure. No, um, I think <laughs> <laughs> definitely peer pressure. I think the biggest thing that I really enjoyed about those things was like feeling like I was a part of a team. And then that was something that, um, definitely showed up in my business where mm-hmm. I continually, like one of my limiting beliefs was like, I, I don't, I can't do this by myself. And so it gave me an opportunity to, like in this business, see that I can, in fact, create things by myself and I can get support and it's okay to have support. Right. Um, And definitely in those turnkey businesses, it really supported me in learning how to get out of my comfort zone, whether it was talking to people about enrollment, you know, being very clear about your why and like, you know, supporting salespeople and supporting staff and and people that are, um, I guess, on your team in regards to like, getting their goals, et cetera, et cetera. And then I think um, it helped give like an insight as to why somebody would choose to sell something using that model versus 
the traditional model of like, you know, that a lot of us are going through and it really like made sense, you know, like let's take a lot of the money that we're using um, in marketing and, and in discounting and just pay it directly to people and then put more money in R and D. Like, you know, like there's always a reason for everybody and different, uh, different models work for different people as well. So has there been an opportunity for you um, as you're building your businesses and growing things to really take a look at, okay, do I still want this? Should I get rid of this? Should I transition this? Or like, how did you know when it was time for you to say yes to the, the newest endeavor or the newest thing that came across your plate? Um, I, I like the sparkle concept a lot. Uh, when I was like getting tired sitting at my desk um, you know, for 12 hours, I was like, okay, we're done. We're not doing eight to eight to service all of North America anymore. Right. Because at the end of the day, if somebody was not able to come in, it would fall on me. And I was like, I'm a mom now. Like I, I need the evenings to spend time with my kid before she goes to bed. Also just physically, I think over time, um, it took, it took a toll on my body. I mean, I'm still coming out of it now. However, uh, just physically, you're also feeling the pressure or the, you know, the sedentary kind of thing, right? Um, those were probably the two things. And, and I elected not to shut down. Um, I elected to like empower a team and step aside. <laughs> I'm still available for, you know, whatever, whatever they might need. Um, but I'm not physically doing the work. So the short answer is, yeah, I just got tired. I got tired and I, and I no longer had the burning desire to do that. Not that I don't want to service people in that way. I just didn't want to be the one to have to do it. The other part of it too was um, I had this belief that I had to be there. So the opposite of like needing a team, it became like, no, I have to do it. And it wasn't until I actually went to Vegas to do that personal development seminar called the basic seminar um, for three days that I left my office for the first time in 11 years. I don't know if you know that actually. No yeah. idea. I think this is the first time you're sharing that with me. Yeah. And so after 11 years, I was like, okay. And from then it was like, okay, I can leave. People can do things. Um, and I think people just got used to me being the one to do a lot of it. Right. And so then it became like finding people who kind of sounded like me, you know, and then teaching them how to like, that was the feedback I got. They were like, nope, we want somebody like that. And I'm like, that's actually a requirement. I guess so. If that's what you're paying for. Right. So that was a big one. And then the other part was I was learning so much in terms of CRMs, like customer relationship management systems and um, platforms like Microsoft and Salesforce were like really beginning to take off. And so taking the business knowledge and using it in that space was just the next natural move. So I think there's also the nudge from not being as like sparkly and bright and like excited to you've naturally been studying these things. Like maybe for you, it was strategy or you had done marketing and then you applied it to your goods business. And then, you know, now you were learning about all this stuff online. It only made sense to do online kind of like videos, right? Like podcasts before did not include this visual aid, right? Um, 
and so who knows where it's going to go the point is like to keep learning and growing to service your highest good right so long-winded answer all to say i just didn't want to do it anymore yeah no but i think that the reasons why you don't want to do it anymore why you didn't want to do it anymore were very clear and i think the biggest thing that you said that i want to reiterate was like you paid attention to your emotions and how you felt. And so many people are so used to disregarding their emotions and their negative emotions. And when you acknowledge the fact that, you know what, like, I don't really enjoy this anymore from a space of non-resistance versus guilt or like anything else, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, so I know what I don't want, then what do I want? And Abraham Hicks always talks about this. It's all about contrast, right? So oftentimes you'll do something and you're like, Ooh, I really like this. Let me do more of this. Or, Ooh, I don't want that. Like, let's not do this anymore. And that's totally fine. So with you, it was like, okay, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. So like, and then at that time you opened yourself up to receive <clears throat> new ideas and new things that did feel good. And then you were able to say, Oh, this is the next natural step. Like right. this feels good. I would love to do this. Yeah. And, and I, and I feel like this is kind of a, an amazing opportunity because I, for me in my business, I was very clear when I first started it that I wanted the please note side to be doing really well, to be selling um, consistently before I stepped into doing speaking or workshops and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. That did not happen. <laughs> and that's not, that's all what is happening right now. And, and in your case, you had a jumping off point of like, people are still buying into this service. They still love this service. Like this is still going. And so it wouldn't make sense for you to shut that down because it was still going. And then mm -hmm. it allowed you a, that jumping off point mm -hmm. or like that natural flow into something else. Yeah. If for any reason, like I was to, if I fell in love with a different industry, the way that I fell in love with personal growth work, um, I would shut down please notes. Sorry. Oh my gosh. That feels so wrong saying <laughs> no, because it's tied in. Right. Yeah. I would shut it down. Yeah. Like if it didn't feel like love anymore, I would honor myself by saying, you know what, sell it off, transition it out, like whatever that, uh, that looked like. Mm -hmm. And then went on to the next thing, because I know what happens when I listen to myself and when I honor how I feel is like, that's where all the good stuff happens for me. hundred percent. 100%. The other thing, though, in dissecting what I didn't want was also what did I want? Not only were people like still involved, we had existing contracts that exist today. Um, and, and people wanted the service, they still want the service. I mean, I still get inquiries today about, you know, will you support us? And, and I still handle some of that part of the business, like we still haven't fully transitioned everything. However, I also identified what I loved about it. Like, I love that we give people peace of mind when it comes to the front line. I love that they're like super appreciative of the team. Cause I think more than anything, if someone's working, they want to know that the work that they're doing is appreciated, appreciated. And our clients in that business are like, they're the best clients ever. Like they've been around forever. They're not going anywhere. They want to see my family grow. They want to see the team's family grow. Like when we talk, we really talk like we're friends now because they've been around for such a long time. Um, so definitely wanted to keep that going. And also as I was growing, I kind of naturally knew they would want to grow too. 
right? And so asking the team how they wanted to grow, like what were their interests and how did they see themselves? And, and now they're at the point where they're replacing themselves, right? Because they're identifying what parts of, of do they really like. And I love how you touched on this awareness of emotions as opposed to numbing it, like really digging into the excitement or the discomfort or the disdain for a particular project and or task so that you can really get clear on like, do I like it or do I not like it? Is this continuing to serve me or not? I mean, clearly it's still continuing to serve me because I'm still involved. It's a different type of involvement and it's a different type of lesson, like sewing into people, giving people an opportunity, relationship management at a different level because you're, you're coaching people kind of, you know what I mean? You're mentoring them, you're, and, and just listening to help them draw out their own emotions and giving them permission almost to feel those emotions and follow them. It's really been a beautiful experience. And the same for um, the CRM brand, like for Salesforce. And the strategy for that is finding like the best BA that really cares, right? So just providing spaces for people to flourish and grow has become like a thing. Yeah, I agree. Right? For some reason, like I was taken back to my youth. Oh, my youth. You're so like young. Come on, girl. Like, but it was, how old was I? I think I was like 15 or 16 uh-huh. when I started working at Taco Bell. <laughs> and I started like a regular, regular person. And of course, because of who I am, I very quickly got upgraded to like management position because like, this is just, this is what I do. And so that transition from being a worker to being able to coach, being able to support other people, ask them questions, like really um, initiate that sort of thought process of like, okay, so if this happened, what would you do? And just model leadership is like this other set of uh, skills that we get to actually grow into. And it feels like for you, it was like, again, I'm, I'm done, you know, scooping the beans and rolling the tortillas. Like I'm, I'm ready to start making schedules and doing deposits and stuff like that. Right. So, um, and I think that this is something that's very interesting because so many people really, really admire serial entrepreneurs and people are like, yeah, I have had like four businesses or five businesses. You're like, wow, how? Well, it's because they listened to themselves and they followed their intuition and they went to the next thing when it felt right or when it made sense versus staying at your first business or not allowing it to grow or um, not allowing it to move. Again, not that being a serial entrepreneur is better than being an entrepreneur of one business or like stepping into like a family business or something like that. It's just kind of like how we hold some singers to this level and then, you know, Beyonce to this other level. Like it's just, it's different, it's different, um, different categories. So just changing the way that you see, see that and like, think about that, but like allowing yourself to take the next step. Um, and like, kind of like what we were talking about earlier, I was on a call earlier, like pivoting. Sometimes the things that we feel are, um, obstacles, are really yeah. opportunities as per that book. <laughs> yes, right? correct. Um, which is an amazing book. And it just, it's like, okay, well now what do I want to do? What feels like the next natural step? What makes sense? And then testing it out and then going for it. So I'll, I'll give a share because I think definitely between 
season one in our very first podcast. And now I have become more comfortable with videos and being a little bit more, <laughs> being a little bit more, um, I don't want to say open because it's not that I wasn't open, but I definitely share a lot more. Um, so the next thing that I'm looking at is like videos and Cheryl is the queen of video. She has no problem being on stage. I don't have a problem being on stage, but in a very controlled, like I understand what's going on corporate type of an environment. And, um, a lot of the work that is presenting itself to me is not just the operation side. It, it's really the, the mentality or the, again, drawing out what somebody really wants and, and creating the space for that to happen. Like, I love building awesome teams and communities and creating wonderful memories. Like that's, I think if I was to lay down what it is, my mission statement is, or my life statement is today, like that's a big part of it. Um, part of it is also being uncomfortable, right? Like being okay with being uncomfortable and not knowing, and, and just sort of like, waiting it out until you have the definitive, no, I'm done. <laughs> or, oh yeah, this is still a little uncomfortable. Everyone is cheering me on. Perhaps I should jump. <laughs> you know, that kind of a pit in your stomach feeling. And that's kind of how I feel about video. So I'm going to stay the course and, and do it. However, uh, it is still super, super, super uncomfortable. Like I'd rather not. Do you have any does that resonate at all with you or bring up any stories about whether to call it quits or fold or transition or go for it? I think um, I love what you were saying in regards to video. Uh, and sometimes people will stop at their, the end of their comfort zone because they do feel uncomfortable. And it's, and it's up to you to really have that conversation with yourself, whether it's through journaling or just like, I don't know, doing a gestalt um, technique, whatever it is to ask yourself, why is this uncomfortable? Why do I not want to do that? Is this really your gut saying, no, don't do this, um, that you might possibly be in danger, et cetera, et cetera. Or like, this just isn't the right move for you. Or is it because like, this is the next step that is kind of scary. That is exactly what you say you want. So for me, um, <laughs> I, how do I say this without, mm, there's no real way. Okay. So basically, um, I haven't had the opportunity to be at the edge of my comfort zone as frequently as I was when I first started the company. Oh, you um, know, what's coming now though, right? <laughs> now that you said that out loud, I'm giving an example. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> and so uh, one of the things that I got the idea of that I really wanted to do that I was excited about, I checked in with my gut. I'm like, does this make sense? Gut was like, yes. And it makes it easy for people to, um, to choose into like this sort of work, et cetera, et cetera. So what it is, is there's a subscription service that I wanted to do. I feel nauseous even talking about it. This is great. And essentially what it is, <laughs> is um, I'm like, why is my throat closing up? <laughs> I'm not allergic to peanut butter. Um, what it, what it essentially is, ooh, I'm getting hot, is, uh, is every single month you would get uh, four sets of journaling prompts. So four sets of three. So in total, 12 journaling prompts. And you also get like a five minute recorded affirmation track. So it would be like, uh, 
like, let's say, for example, the theme is like success is who I am. Then I would say like success is who I am. Like everything is falling into place. Like da da da, da And then like keep going. And then the fifth affirmation is success is who I am. Right. And just continue, you know, doing that for about like five minutes. It doesn't have like an intro, like, like welcome to the meditation. No, it doesn't have that or like an ending thing. It's a, so people can play it on loop and be like working or working out or showering or like driving and then just like soak it all in and be like yeah subconscious yeah I received that doing some tapping like ooh right <laughs> now my thing is I'm very clear about what the end result is for this business I'm very clear it's it is in fact a multi-million dollar business that I have multiple sources of income that it is touching people in so many different ways and that this is something that people want and people need However, this is really, it's been really scary for me. And normally when I come out with new products, I'm just all like, yeah, this makes sense. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Really good at making things happen really, really quickly. This thing, girl, the amount of work that I've done in it, I could have done it in like a week, but it's taken me like three months to even get six tracks done. Like all of these different things. So I'm asking myself, well, why is there? a block on it. And I did some journaling last night, the night before last as well, during like this gorgeous new moon or full moon ceremony, whatever moon we just had. And it really came back down to the fact of like, I don't trust myself to be able to handle what I create and maintain what I create and receive the fun, like be able to deal with the success and like the money that comes in. And I'm just all like, what? Where did this come from? However, if I had not acknowledged that I have a very clear block that was slowing me down, I was being anchored by something, then I would have never been able to actually clear this block because if this is something that I've had for the last almost six years that I've been running this business, that if I had not gone through and done that work, that it would have been something that would have continued dragging me down like, uh, you know, um, what is it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, that one guy that had like the octopus on his face, like Moby, whatever. So I'm like at the bottom of the sea, just like walking around like, ah, oh. anyway, so basically <laughs> I would be able to like have the success that I want because I would still be anchoring myself to the bottom of this ocean with this yeah. incorrect habit of thought. Right. So again, it, makes so much sense to go into why am I having this negative emotion? Why do I feel this way? And that's the thing that we need to choose to look into to see, okay, does it make sense for us to move forward? If it was just all like, my gut was like, Cheryl, this is a waste of time. Like, this is like, you're distracting yourself from doing the thing that you really wanted to do, which was X, Y, and Z. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. Got it. Boom wicked move on to the next thing or move back on to the next thing instead of distracting myself with shiny objects right so I um for you what do you feel like has been the process that you've gone through in order to discern am I at the edge of my box or am I just (laughs) wasting time or distracting myself um god I love your first I got I have to acknowledge you for just getting it out there like just saying what it was I'm sure it resonated with me I'm sure it resonated with many other people to say your honest assessment of it is you don't trust yourself to manage 
the gains that you're going to have by completing this. And that is what is stopping you. Because that resonates for me with releasing 100. It resonates for me with doing the videos. Like, forget mm -hmm. about the, well, not necessarily the, I'm not prepared for the gains, but there is something deeper there. Yeah. And and I was going to ask you, before I answer your question, I was going to ask, ask you at some point, as a affirmation person, this is not to distract or numb, okay? I'm going to get to my, my hard answer too. Um, but as an affirmation person, if somebody is unsure about what to, like to jump or to go, what would they, what would you ask them or what are the journaling prompts? Because I think your subscription-based model, like for what we've talked about so far, that is the ticket. Like the rollout, I already I know, see it right? in my head. Yeah, like we have really to have good. an offline private conversation before yeah. it goes. But, um, and I'm so super excited to like be part of the birthing process of this with you, just like even as a- Oh my a gosh, you're my standby. doula. <laughs> Um, Did you so know what I you... wanted a water birth come through? <laughs> I figured that one, but um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so, so what would you ask someone who is in a block? And, and my answer to your question about how do I know is sometimes I take forever to know. Like sometimes I think, man, you're so good in so many other things, but boy, you could like, I've known you for how long? And you are, you have been like on my case forever and a day about just being okay with what we're doing here and doing videos and like cheering me along. And I'm still like taking my sweet time. Like I've had supporters that are like, just do it. And I'm like, no, this is, it's over here. So for me, it's been like, what will other people think? Um, that has been a really big one. And I, I, somebody else that really cares about me said that to me before, and I didn't really think that I cared, but now I, or now I see why they would say that to me. Cause I actually do really care. Like I care, um, to the point where I want to always be safe about it. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or, or anything like that. And now it's not so much that I don't care about their feelings and believe you, I think there's certain people in my life would be like, she doesn't care. Do you know what I mean? Like she doesn't care. She's just going to do what she wants, how she wants. And, and that might be true for some things that other things are not like that. And so I don't know if it's not trusting myself to be able, like I get, I'm a really good steward now. Like I have massive evidence for that. So I'm ready for that part of it. Um, the other part for me is also, I, I can only commit for like 90 days at a time. <laughs> I don't know. I have to, so again, my question is now back to you. Like, what would you suggest as a journaling person, like the prompts that you would suggest to somebody who is unsure? Because I'm still baffled at doing the video. Like she said, say, this is your name and this is what you do. And I'm like, but I have 15 things that I can say. So am I just going to be out there and say it out loud? Like, this is all the things. And if I miss one, will the person feel bad? Like it, those are the kinds of things. I know I'm telling you, well, you asked now I told you. Yeah. Well, we will talk about your pitch after this because like, no, I don't want to pitch. That's the other thing. I never want to pitch. Why? I, Cause I, I want people to be referred in so that at least I know the character of the partner. I, Cause what we do is so like, I consider it to be so super intimate. We're so good with it. I know every business that we work with, generally, they're always going to grow, right? Like, um, and if they're not using their powers for good, it's like, I don't really want to. Or if, at least I know they're qualified. I think that's the other reason. I think when I, when I say pitch, I don't necessarily mean like you pitching for business. Okay, I cool. mean like 
you succinctly saying what it is you okay. do and how you support. Oh yeah, no, I really thank God I'm still part of your like consulting crew. Yeah, I'm, I'm archived. To, like book a session. How many? Yeah, we're going to. This is what I'm saying. So even though we do this and we're like in a mastermind group together, we still transact. Like I will call yeah. her and be like, I, I need an hour or 45 <laughs> minutes or whatever it is. Um, you have my so, calendar link, girl. I got thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. So I think for journaling prompts, there the ones that I ended up using were really um why haven't you allowed yourself to have the thing that you want and what's blocking you from doing from doing this okay but and then even like what misbelief do you have about this that's keeping you away from it and it was just like i don't trust myself and it's funny because like you know we talked about psi how many years ago right that i met i think like 2014 2015 2014 Oh, wow I was all like huh 2014 uh, anyway I'm I'm in the time zone I'm like it's okay um so uh in regards to that when I did the basic or not the basic PLD they give you an affirmation to practice oh we did talk about this my affirmation is I am a worthy courageous woman committed to loving and trusting myself and others now Again, I didn't pick it. It was chosen for me. The fact that somebody was like, trust. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't have no problem trusting people. Apparently, mm. I still have mm. a problem trusting myself and others now. And it's not a problem. I want to say an opportunity because it's just like, oh, you are still going to have these same obstacles to growth. And they're going to look a little bit different as you move through life. The most important thing is that you have the opportunity to recognize it. Mm -hmm. And then in recognizing it, it makes it very small. It makes it bite size. And then it's just like, oh, this is what I'm going to do in order to overcome this. Right. So I, apparently it works. And like, now I feel really good. Like I put it together. I even like like have like this one thing that I did like I'm doing like a one month trial. And so um, I don't have it on the website yet. Like I was just like working on it today and I was all like, Hey y'all on like my Instagram, like, yeah, here's the, here's the link to try out the first month. And I'm all like, this isn't anywhere else. This is only on swipe up on this story for the next 24 hours. I'm like, sure. What are you doing? Cause there's no marketing plan, no nothing behind it. But I'm like, yeah, no, let's do it. Giggity. And I had the most movement in the last two days nice. on this project than I've had the whole time. Yeah. Over the last three months. It feels like longer. Jesus. Yeah. I, you know, you mentioned it. I want to say you, I think you birthed that idea like early in the new year. Yeah. Like yeah. it's been a hot minute. Like, yeah. Good mm -hmm. for you though, for recognizing. I love the mirroring. So for our people who are unsure about what they want to do, if they should, transition if they should fold if they should uh park it for a little while what is our journal prompting person expert say are the maybe one or two questions that they should ask themselves how has the relationship between you and your business changed how does working in my business make me feel do i feel like and i'm going to add a little caveat to this because 
if you don't feel like the thing that you're working on loves you, then it's very hard to keep pouring into it. Right. So if you don't think money loves you, if you don't think life loves you, then like, it's kind of like an empty one-way relationship. It's not going to work. So do you believe that your business loves you? Yeah. Right. And then what would you do if this business was not around? I know for, there was uh, somebody had posted something on Facebook a long time ago in like a Facebook group or something. And it was, if you had to quit your job today, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Or if you had to sell your company today, what would you do? And mm-hmm. it was, I'd be like, I would start another one. <laughs> I would start another version of please notes mm-hmm. and just like do slightly different IP. Like I would just do, I, there was definitely some products that I would redo and still launch underneath my own IP or like whatever this new company is, but I would still keep doing the same thing. And that's how, you know, you're in the same, the right Mm -hmm. industry. That's how, you know, you're in the right place. Mm -hmm. I think it was Oprah. There's so many people that have probably said this as well. Like if you would do what you were doing right now for free, then, you know, you're in the right place. You know, you're walking in your purpose. And I know that I'm walking in my purpose. And I think if I was to do the next version of it, Mm -hmm. maybe I would just work on getting some investors first. Like, just like change things up a little bit. However, I would still be doing the same exact thing and loving on the same exact people. So like God's plan. Amen. Well, thank you for the journaling prompts. So for you who are out there and are unsure if you should um, continue on, really ask yourself, like, am I happy? Do I feel like this loves me? Um, And if you're unsure, like, what do you love about it? You know, what do you not love about it? Does it bring you joy? Does it not bring you joy? Do you want to keep continuing on doing it or not? And it's totally fine. Like there's no additional attachment to it. It's just like a easy yes or no. There are a lot of people that are going through that, especially now during the pandemic, when you're forced to close certain businesses and you're pivoting into other spaces or you're unsure. I think the the concept of loving what you do is super, super important though. Yeah. And yeah. not doing it from a space of, I have to versus right. I want to. So um, my last point before we wrap up is like, that's one been one of the best things I think about the panini, the panoramic, the pandemic, what there's so many different P words that people were using for them. And now I'm, I'm losing them. However, I say that because at least here in Canada, there's been support systems in place that have allowed you the space to say, okay, I have a little bit of breathing room. Do I still want to keep doing this or do I want to do something else? Do I want to change directions? Do I want to amplify the work that I'm doing? And I know there's people all around the globe that are starting new businesses, shutting down old businesses, you know, and this has given them the opportunity to do that shift. And so with that, like there's just so many different opportunities that you don't have to necessarily wait for another panini, a panoramic, pandemic to transition your business or your transition your life because time is all relative all we have is the present which is another delicious p word (laughs) i call my daughter precocious (laughs) there there you go well thank you for joining us for another episode of navigating mindfulness while building your business again this is my lovely co-host cheryl sutherland and i'm lisa McHale. please like subscribe and comment below if you have any and uh, we'll see you again next time Adiós.